reach out your hand and put it in my side, and to render a little more literally, and do not not believe, but believe. These are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Shortly before his death in 2006, Yaroslav Pelikan, perhaps the preeminent theologian and historian, well, historian of the development of theology in the 20th century. Shortly before his death, Yaroslav Pelikan offered probably the best summary of where his intellectual journey and his personal journey had taken him. He said, if Christ is risen, nothing else matters. And if Christ is not risen, nothing else matters. Why does nothing else matter? Because if Christ is risen, a debt of guilt that we cannot pay has gone away. Christ was handed over for our death, over to death for our transgressions, says Paul, and was raised up for our justification. Why does nothing else matter? Because if Christ is risen, the inevitability of a death that we cannot reverse has been reversed. His rising means that death now works backwards, and our physical deaths are but the entry point into the nearer presence of the Lord with the promise of brand new bodies on the great day of resurrection. Why does nothing else matter? Because if Christ is risen, a stain of character that none of us can cleanse has come in contact with the hem of a garment of healing purity. If Christ is risen, nothing else matters because a sense of aloneness that we cannot escape, none of us. A sense of aloneness yields to the insistent voice. Now, by virtue of my rising, you know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. No, child, you are never alone because he is risen. And if Christ is risen, nothing else matters because a web of social and cosmic brokenness that we cannot fix has seen the dawning of its fixing. 
as Dorothy L. Sayers observes, God has made the crime of the crucifixion to be the salvation of the world, meaning that there is promise in everything that you and I do to anticipate the glorious return when he will make all things new. Because he is risen, nothing else matters. Guilt is gone. Death works in reverse. Character that is stained has become clean. You never have to be alone again. And the brokenness that we feel all around us we know is doomed because Christ has conquered and will conquer. And all we have to do is believe. among all the rich things that could be said about today's passages, I have one small observation, and it's the fact that in the eight verses that John takes to tell Thomas's story, seven times he uses the word believe or faith. They're the same word in the Greek. And four times in 1 Peter, Peter commends faith. All we're called upon to do is believe this. Now, sometimes faith sees. 1 Peter 3, 3, written by someone who saw it all. Sometimes faith sees and knows that it's all mercy anyway. Notice 1 Peter 3.3, who by his great mercy has given us a new birth. Peter can speak both for himself and for Thomas, both of whom saw. Peter had walked on water, had been given the keys to the kingdom, yet couldn't tell the truth about his relationship to Jesus standing around the charcoal fire. Thomas had witnessed all the signs and heard all the great I am's, but could only muster up pessimism. Let's follow him to Jerusalem and die. And skepticism. I have to see it for myself. And when he does see it for himself, Thomas falls to his knees in worship. And Peter attests to the mercy. Now, a little theological shorthand. You can think of grace as getting a gift you don't deserve. And mercy you can think of as not receiving consequences you do deserve. Grace, getting a gift you don't deserve. Mercy, not getting a spanking or whatever that you might do deserve. After Peter's abject failure, Jesus allows him three affirmations to undo the three denunciations. And all he asks is, do you love me? Never, hey, I named you rock, but you showed yourself to be a rockhead. You couldn't even stand up to the little slave girl. What's up with that? Don't you feel horrible? 
Or will you do it better the next time? No. Mercy simply asks, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And the failure is wiped away. Maybe that's all he wants to know from you too. Do you love me? So sometimes faith sees and knows that there's mercy. Sometimes faith doesn't see and doesn't just believe, but loves anyway. John 20, 29 says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. And Peter presses it even further in 1 Peter 1, 3. 1 Peter 3. 1 Peter 1, verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. I've been listening to Lady Gaga's song, Million Reasons, lately. She's, it seems like she's processing frustration with a, with a relationship with a lover, but I can't not, I can't not translate into terms of today's topic. I fall down to pray. Every heartbreak makes it hard to keep the faith. I've got a hundred million reasons to walk away, but I just need one good one to stay. I don't know about you, but my relationship with God is a lot like that. Got a hundred million reasons to say, we're just kidding ourselves. But there's one reason that just keeps pressing itself in. So many reasons to walk away. So many unanswered prayers. So many closed doors in my life. I bet you you've got a bunch in yours. So many funerals. So many times seeing people hurt by the church that's supposed to bring healing. So many broken relationships, and not all of them other people's. So many people I care about making so many bad decisions. So much reading of theology that safely reduces the living God to abstract downs. So much ego around me and in me. So much of all the deadly sins around me and in me. So many places it seems that Christ's church would rather follow the spirit of the age than her master. So many doubts. So many unanswered questions. But I can't, I just can't get past this one thing an empty tomb for which no better answer has ever been given than this. He is risen. 
And if that one thing is true, nothing else matters. And there's one good reason to stay. To him who is able to work this reality out in your life and mine in a way that we can't even imagine. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus and in the church now and forevermore. Amen.